Welcome to Entrepreneurial Minds, a podcast where we will be talking to multiple entrepreneurs to understand their journey, a journey with that will help other aspiring entrepreneurs and people who want to build their dream ideas. This is episode 4 of Entrepreneurial Minds podcast. Hello everyone. This is Shreyas and I welcome you all to Entrepreneurial Minds. It's an honor to have Dr. Nimrod as a guest on the podcast today. Dr. Nimrod Israel's goal and passion are to improve farmers' livelihood through increased agricultural production, which is free of bio and chemo hazards, grown in a safe environment so that consumers can enjoy healthier food produced in sound and secure environment. As a leader and innovator, Dr. Nimrod develops and implements disruptive non-spraying crop protection technologies along with protocols and complementary economic business models he lives and acts in the light of his vision which leads biofeed and his recent spin off green valley to develop innovative solutions for missing parts in agri sector puzzle dr nimrod invested 15 years in the academy mostly in fruit fly ecological research he holds a phd in entomology from hebrew university in jerusalem Today he spent much of his time in Asia and Africa working with the farmers stakeholders policymakers and government to form better future for agri industry and most important he loves what he is doing and is grateful for the opportunity he received to give back so much Welcome Dr Nimrod to Entrepreneurial Minds without wasting any time i would like to go in a listening mode and we'll hear the journey of a visionary in his own world so great talking to you and uh you. it's really overwhelming i don't know where to to begin so i will try and tell my story as an israeli entrepreneur which is surely not the same as an indian one but i think that some things i i think are in common for entrepreneurs wherever they are and that is uh, most of them in some time they um they see a problem <laughs> and they want to correct it right. and so a little bit about myself i was born on a kibbutz which is a, a community that is based on farming less today more when i was born and when i was raised uh, orchards uh, fields chickens cows and so on so this is what we made m- money out of and this is what my parents did most of their lives so i grew up into agriculture and um, after high school like all israeli uh, people i went to the army before that by the way i had one year that i gave for free volunteering and i worked in agriculture in another kibbutz very young one so i went to the army and um i was four years in an israeli um elite unit and this was in the 80s and in the 80s if you remember there was a war those with the gray hair 
um, there was a war, Iran-Iraq. It was a terrible war where they shot each other with biological and uh, uh, chemical, especially chemical weapon. And we study about this in the army. And when I finish my army duty, and I go back to my farm, to the kibbutz, I start working in the orchards and um, I was put in charge on uh, crop management, pest control. And what I see is that I'm spraying those same chemicals. Those chemicals that the Iranians and I, Iraqis were shooting at each other, now I'm spraying it to control pest. And then we are eating it. But before this, I am spraying it. I am risking my own life. I am risking the life of people that um, will enter that orchard a little bit later. And I don't like it very much, not at all. I have environmental conscience and I feel that this is wrong. There is another thing. The other thing is that I see that the results are not that exciting. They are not so good. I need to repeatedly spray over and over again. And once again, I don't like it. And you know what? Even worse, in some orchards, from all kinds of reasons, um, I cannot spray. And, and then I see that those orchards are practically doing better. Some of them because of geographic reasons that are simply too far away. I cannot spray them too much. Some of them are my own orchards that are organic. Part of my orchard is organic. Part of it is conventional. So the organic, I cannot, even if I want, because there are not enough chemicals to spray. You know, even organic we spray. So this is one thing that I carry with me is that I feel that I'm not doing something healthy for me. And of course I grow uh, food, I grow fruits so people will be healthy. Not only eat something, but will be healthy. So this is one. Another experience that I carry with me from those days is that I say to myself, like everybody else, I want to make more money. My farm is really good. The yield is very high. And we're talking mainly apples between 40 to 90 tons per hectare. That's a lot of, of apples. And um, so the yield is high. And the quality of the conventional is top quality. We sell it to the top supermarkets in Israel. But I noticed something else, and that is when I sell apples that look a little bit less good, but grown in organic orchards, I sell them for twice the price. Twice the price. Exactly. I said, hmm. So if I want to increase my income, I already understand that the yield is so high, I will really find it hard to increase even further. Mm. But, but why do people buy organic foods? 
I like it. They bite because they don't want chemicals. They want to keep their own health. They want to keep the health of the environment, maybe even of the people that grew the, the, the apples or the fruits. I really like it. And it's really good for me. Um, I can relate to it personally. So I say, okay, I understand the limitation. And the limitation is that only a few percentage population are buying organic. In Israel, it is something like two or 3%. 98% are buying conventional. So I say, okay, I have two options. One option is to try make everybody organic. That is going to be very difficult and it will take many years. Another option, which I feel suits me better, is to take the 98% of farmers and population and help them to reduce the sprays and chemicals. So it will be healthier for the farmers, for the consumers, for the environment. And I said to myself, this is simply a, a, a different niche. If I can do this and I can sell my own fruits grown in what I call conventional orchards for a little bit more money, not the same as conventional, of course not double or three times higher like it is the organic, but you know what, 10 or 20 or 30% more, I like it. This is something that I can relate. I can do it quite fast, relatively to the alternative. And, um, and I think that also my friends, my fellow farmers, if I can come to them with the solution of how they can transfer, not in one day, but slowly to less chemicals, it will suit them better. And the fruit will go to the same supermarkets like it is going today which is 98% of where the produce is going. And this is what I decide to do. And then my next question is, okay, now I, I know what I want. I know that I want more income for the farmers and better health for the farmer, for the consumers. For this, I need a label. So everybody can see that label and know it's not organic, but definitely not conventional. It is healthy. It is exactly what most, most of the consumers want is health. This is why they go in the first place and buy organic health. So I need to brand it. This is one. And second, I need to see how do I get fastest to reduce the, the greatest amount of chemicals. And I understand from my own experience that about 50, over 50%, between 50 to 80% of the insecticides that I'm spraying is for fruit flies. And most of it is just before harvest. So I understand. If I manage to take away those insecticides, just before harvest, I'm really doing good. Of course, it's not easy. 
I have my own orchards, organic. I know that the solutions are not out there. And that takes me uh, to a long journey that began in 1994 when I try and scout for alternatives, first alternatives. And then when I see that there are no good alternatives, um, and, and by the way, what is good? For me, good is as good as, as sprays or better, not less. Less I know, I have the organic orchards, this is less. So that takes me to a long journey. And my journey is first step is to have a great technology that I can offer farmers to use it. And second stage is once they use it and now we can brand it and give it to the, to the consumers and sell it for a little bit more money. So this is the business uh, model that I'm having in mind. Well, it takes, as usual, much longer than you, you ever dream. I thought, you know, like one or two or three years. Three was a lot. Right. Today, 26 years later, I finished my PhD, uh, which I invested um, in total in university, uh, 15 years out of it to study a lot about fruit flies, ecology, and um, 16 years ago, I founded Biofeed Company with a very clear target in mind. And the target was, I know that there are no good solutions for fruit flies. I know what I don't want. I don't want sprays. I don't want traps. Okay, sprays, it's quite obvious because it's chemicals, nothing chemicals I like, no chemicals to the environment. And then traps because I tried all of them and they didn't work well. And also I don't like biological control, not because it's not good, because my experience was it's not good enough for fruit flies. You know, even if you have a fruit on the top of a tree with 100 years, no sprays, still think of your mango, tree in India, where, wherever it is, it's going to be infested completely. So biological control is not good enough when you need something so extreme um, like fruit flies, especially if you think export quality, which is zero. You need zero infestation, not a little bit. So this is what I have in mind when I establish Biofeed. And, and then start a very, very, very long period in which we use Israel as our laboratory. And we use farmers that work with us. They, by the way, they pay us, but we see them as our laboratory and we experiment all kinds of solutions. And every year it is working good. By the way, the results are really good. What is really good is 0.1%. Okay, so instead of 50% damage, 0.1 is really good. Trust me. But I say it's not good enough because I know what farmers need. And, you know, this is too laborious. 
This is too expensive. This is this one is for too short time, and um, this one is too costly for me, and so on. And every year we improve, and we start from something that is working just for two days, a unit, and you need hundreds, like 400 units per hectare. And we go down to 300 units per hectare and 200 units per hectare and 100 units per hectare and 50 units per hectare. And <clears throat> simultaneously, instead of two days, now it is working for a week and then two weeks and then one month and then two months and then three months and five months and six months and nine months and so on. And only when we get to about 10 units per hectare and something that is working for over six months, I say, okay, that's a good beginning. Finally, I know that it is cost effective for me and for my, my customers, the farmers. But you know what, that, like any, entrepreneur, when we believe that it's there, it's not really there. Um, and, and I found out that I forgot something that I decided very long time ago. And if you remember, I said that my target was to increase the income of the farmer, just yes. like to make sure that the consumers will get better fruits, healthier fruits. Now, I find two problems. One is that when I sell those units, great units, great solution, I sell it to farmers, okay, they are very happy. They use it instead of, of sprays, but then the consumers do not know if the fruit is, uh, is treated by biofeed unit or not. You know, in Israel, we, we work in something like 26 different crops, 26 different crops. It's a lot. Right. Still, when you go to the supermarket, you don't know me as a consumer. I don't know which one is with or without sprays. So if I don't know, how can I pay more? I want to pay more because if I can get fruit that is with less or no chemicals, I want to pay more for the farmer that is, that is using it, but I can't because I don't know. But this is exactly what I find. And when I get to India and later to Africa, I take this experience with me. And we decide from the very beginning that we are going to make it differently. And the, the concept behind it is, um, is it has to do a lot with where I was born on a kibbutz. Well, on a kibbutz, you do everything together. It's everything is a package. You know? We don't feel it, but this is a package. And when I go to a farmer in Africa, let's say, then, okay, he's buying the unit, but he has no way of of selling the fruit for more money. He can sell it to the next farm, the next uh, uh, village, maybe the next city. 
for not, not five cents, but 10 cents. But wow, if you could sell it in Paris or Berlin or London, you could sell it for $1 or one euro, even better, maybe even two. And I see that they have no way of doing it. Now, again, for me in Israel, it is quite obvious. If I want to export, I export. But for most of the world, this is impossible. So I understand that if I want to be, to do better for them and for me, I have to bring a full package. Now the full package is so different. Now it means, look, there is the technology. This technology is really good, but you know what? It's not going to get you to Europe. No, to get to Europe, you need other things. You need what the European wants. Europeans, like most importers, they want a protocol. A protocol means, I want to see how you did it exactly, because I want to know that every time you repeat it perfectly, highest quality, so a protocol. There need to be a value chain all the way to Europe, of course, with the ability to export, which in most countries in Europe, in Africa and Asia, including India, it's not available today. Even to take a good fruit from somewhere south of, of India to Mumbai is not easy. Or New Delhi, where you can get, really get good uh, price for your fruits. So you need that value chain. This is exactly the package I'm talking about. If you bring just the technology, like most entrepreneurs are looking, you know, they have a great idea. And now they say, wow, they make the, the math and they say, if I sell 1 million units of this great idea, I will be a millionaire. And probably they are right but they forget that they will not be able to sell 1 million units unless they sell a package. And if they do manage to sell those 1 million units, let's say like irrigation, at the end of the day, those farmers will not be able to get the full value for what they produced. And if they cannot get the full value, they will stop using irrigation because it is so, too costly. So in Israel, you see that farmers are using irrigation very costly and it's not too costly because they have access to the market, to the best markets, not only in Israel, but in the world. At the same time, when you're looking in India, where you do have great markets, Africa, where they do have great markets, the same Latin America, and I'm talking about the emerging economies, you see that they do not use irrigation, which they need so much, not because it doesn't bring the value, but because they don't have access to the good markets. And this is exactly what I found. And this is why the concept of a package Think about your customer, what he wants, what is good for him, how he can make better income. The entire value chain needs to make 
uh, better income, not only yourself. If it's only about you, no, it's not going to work. So this is one thing is the, the package concept is critical to success. One thing, and, and now I will try to summarize the second extremely, extremely important thing. Look, technology has changed more times that I can remember what I started and what we are doing now from a technological point of view is so different. You cannot imagine. There is one thing that is connecting all the dots. And that is the vision. The vision about a farmer that wants to make better life, about consumers that deserve to have better fruits, healthier produce to eat for them, for the kids, family, and for our blue planet that deserve better than what we are giving it today. So that vision with the stupid vision that it is possible. <laughs> okay, only young people can believe that something that everybody says it is impossible. Only young people can say it is possible. And sometimes because they are just stupid, you know, they didn't learn enough. And this is the beauty of it all, because if we would listen to our parents all the time, we wouldn't try new things. And we would be the same as we were 10,000 years ago. So I really love it. And if you keep this in mind that you deserve to fail, as long as you keep your vision, and this is the only thing that matters. Of course, you know, you can change your vision, but the vision should be really high. It's not about technology. It's about what you want to achieve in life. What we, especially, what do you want to achieve for others, not for yourself? What do you want to bring to the world? What is your message? You know, when you die, what will be left after you? I think this is, this is the greatest thing that you can bring. Technology is merely a tool. It's not the target, never. And always think about your customers, what is good for them, not about you. It's not about you. Okay? You are the yes, last I mean. one. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's pretty much true, uh, because yeah, I when you are saying all these things, right? I did remember uh, the book that I read about uh, Shaman Pierce about uh, no room for small dreams, and I could relate many parts. Like you know, uh, even uh, as a person, when you are saying you are uh, telling everyone that you know uh, you have to stick to your vision, and it's not you who are the best, and it's your customer. And we have to satisfy their needs. They are the important people. And yeah, I could relate to many things that uh, I read in the book. And this is fantastic. Uh, it's quite encouraging. It's inspiring uh, for us also. Because as Teja mentioned, right? So we are also trying to bring uh, one idea in, of home gardening in India. 
especially for the city people where they don't have a lot of space but if they can grow uh, a food which is organic so again uh, we are so we're struggling with the word organic right because organic has become a buzzword now and then over a period i have seen people not trusting that label also now because even if you see organic the uh, it is still not authentic enough for them they don't feel that authentic so how do so if i am growing food on my own in my own terrace then i have that trust that you know this is i know what i have used to grow that food so we are uh, trying to learn on that lines but yeah definitely uh, this is quite inspiring that that will keep us motivated for us also to uh, keep running behind our idea and not let it go so that's that's a wonderful thing <laughs> thanks a lot thanks right uh, it's an amazing and inspiring journey of dr nimrod from being student to the farmer and then to be a successful entrepreneur his journey gives every entrepreneur the great insights about how important is to identify the right problem how to build the right skills to find and build right solution and also how as an entrepreneur we need to think about the difference or the change we bring to the world is more important than just being just thinking about yourself finally how we need to think to bring growth to our organization he made a great point you deserve to fail as long as you keep your vision his journey is a perfect example of how as an entrepreneur we can come out of the failures when our vision is so high and focusing on the needs of a customer and always passionately try bringing positive change in the lives of our customers and world around us I really loved our conversations with Dr Nimrod today and hope you all feel the same. Stay tuned for many more such interesting stories. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast Entrepreneurial Minds and we are available on Anchor, Google, Spotify and seven other platforms. If you feel you or you yourself and someone you know can help aspiring entrepreneurs learn from their experiences do contact us at entrepreneurialminds.2020 at gmail.com. Keep listening, keep learning.